We go next level and my team is phenomenal. It doesn't go unnoticed by our members at all. Welcome Cassie and Tim to the podcast. You guys are the owners of Wollongong. So the first franchise is in the gym. First franchisees to the franchise network. There you go. And the first franchisees to open the doors. Thanks for having me. The OGs. Yeah. How has that been? As like, did you ever, I know that you've got a bit of a background with dance, so talk me through that. How did you meet and what made you guys purchase a yard gym and especially the first one because that can be really daunting for a lot of people. You never know where it's going to go. So. so I've got a background with dance, so I think the reason why I thought about doing this is because I moved away from Sydney. I moved down to Wollongong with Tim, so I kind of thought I was leaving a bit of my life up in Sydney and I remember coming to Dan and being like, I don't know what I want to do. I wanted to be a firefighter for years that I've tried out for and I think I was just a bit young and Dan like would drop little hints like, oh, maybe you should franchise and things like that and I just hooked on it. I don't think he was serious at the time. <laughs> I actually remember him telling me, yeah. being like, I said it once and she just like never yeah. let it go. I told yeah. her. Literally never let it go. I was I- like, you might want to hit him up again. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if he was serious. Yeah. But... um. <laughs> It just made sense. What we had up in our old studio, the people that we met, the members, the team we had, I just, it actually feels so comfortable. It doesn't even feel like it's stressful and it's hard, but it's easy. It's yeah. it's, it's so organic and natural. It's it's nice. So you just mentioned that old studio. So you've obviously got a background in health and fitness. Talk us through it all because I do want to know what, where it started like how do you know Dan? I went straight out of school into a TVET was doing a TVET course through school so I knew the fitness industry is what I wanted to be in did full-time studies at TAFE did my cert three four and my diploma Um, at that time I was at Anytime Fitness I was a PT and I was doing the admin PT I love it, but it's just not for me. I'm not that. <laughs> like, it's a hard game, hey. Oh, and it's just you've got to be super, super beyond flexible. Yeah. And I just like structure. I'm a structure you person. You are, yeah. And so from there I think I travelled a fair bit and I worked overseas, but I'm pretty sure as soon as I came back I went straight into F45. I might have even been at F45 as well as a women's only gym. So I was doing them both, but then there was more of a role for me at F45. So I took that on. I was there, I think, ended up being about six years. Dan wow. was there the whole time, um, obviously, because they were his. Um, so they, so you worked for Dan? I worked for Dan the whole time. At what gym? That was Ingerdine. Six years, it ended at up being six years. Six years at Ingerdine? Yeah. It was, I think I started in April and I think you guys opened in March. Were you a March mm. opening? Yeah, February, March. Yeah. yeah right. So just a couple of months after they opened. Did you forget she worked for you for six years? No, I just. Didn't realise you had it for six was years. That, that's, yeah, I think time flies, right? Yeah. Oh, so, so much. Like even now, we're already in, I think. Eight months. Eight months. Yeah. Wow. I literally remember the first Opening day. Opening Like it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Even coming down to look at the space feels yeah. like yesterday. Even yeah. the phone call where you you called me and you said, oh, we got it. I was like, yeah. you know, because that was the first one. I was like, And we still didn't shit, think we had it for coming. ages. Yeah, it was a crazy experience. I don't know how we got so lucky. So you worked for Dan for six years and then I guess like you were saying that you wanted to be a firefighter. 
in mm. the fireys. Yeah. So that whole time, so I'm pretty sure the first time I tried out for the fireys was when I was 18 and I had just gotten back from travelling so I wasn't at the fitness level that I should have been at. But there's stages before you even get to that that I had to study for, which I hadn't. I just wanted to see what it was about so I could study each year for it. Yeah. I could never see myself staying just in the fitness industry because yeah. being a firefighter and being in the fitness industry, they work so well together. Yeah. And it was such a steady lifestyle that I wanted, but I was so young. I don't know why I was even thinking about that. But that kind of set you up for now, yeah, right? Because yeah. all that routine and all that making sure that you're studying and then making sure mm, you're doing mm. your full-time hours at work and that is discipline that has yeah. set you up to owning your own right now. Yeah, and I do so. think obviously it's meant to be like if I had got in, I wouldn't be in the position I am today. today. So yeah. I'm grateful that I didn't get in because I know it off by heart and I know that in the future I might even still go there when we've got a family and things like that and I can do both. Yeah. This is my time now and I'm glad I have nothing else to think about and it's seriously our life right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, we love it. Seven yeah. minutes from home. Yeah. Seven minutes. Seven minutes it oh, takes us. So good. So what time are you guys up in the morning? Well, I'm now front of house, focusing yeah. on the front of house role, and I wake up, I give myself a bit of time to wake up, so I'm still in the fours, but it's better than the threes driving up to Sydney. <laughs> so you worked for Dan at F45. What was your progression at F45 to like now owning your own? I don't. Tell me about that. Well, I think it was very slow. I was probably the youngest. I don't think it was my goal to step up. And be a many just so early because I still wanted to travel. I had other things I wanted to do. I wanted to be in the fireys. And then it was probably three years, four years in. And I was like, all right, well, the fireys isn't working. What can I do? And I remember saying to Dan, I was like, I want more work. How do I get up there? There's these new people coming in that are stepping above me. Why? Why are they stepping How above me? What do that? I? <laughs> need to do to be up there and he's like you've you've got to show it you've got to get involved start to show that you can do it you can handle it take initiative call these trialers prove that you can do it and then we can talk and I'm like I don't even know where to start like doing all that like I'm very grateful for that process and the people around me because I just watched them everyone we had such a good team maybe it was because I was the youngest that I had to kind of mature and step up to mm. what they were doing mm. and they're they're unreal they're on the ball with everything I think we had great leadership. Yeah, <clears throat> everyone, everyone just. Yeah, it was great was leadership, and I think all it really took was you to probably just take on the full full hours, really. Yeah. Just take up, just full, you know, throw all your commitment into that space. Yeah, I just had to make up my mind. And go, yeah, this is it. I'm, I'm going to throw myself into this, and and I think it was just a natural progression. I think it was just time in the space. But you always say, Dan, that you always say that you have to commit a hundred percent. I, th I think to get the most out of a space and to get the most out of yourself, I think it does take 100% commitment. I think you do have to narrow your, your mindset and bring it direct into that channel. Otherwise, you are going to fall in and out a little bit, you know. So I think once you committed to like the space and to the community that was there, I think within a few months it was pretty clear that she was, um, you know, she was our new manager. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no, it was good. And I was a co-managing role with another guy. We'd worked together the whole time. I think he was the same time as me. We started together. And so that was really good to do that with him. We set our roles, we set our structures, and we just knew what we had to get done. I would always come to Dan a lot about how to be respected by the trainers in a way that you could also be a bit of a boss or leader. And there was a few little things that I've always taken on board that I'll still use today. Now is natural, like it comes naturally and it's the response you get from the trainers or even just people around you is from what you show. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I actually feel like I almost don't even feel like a boss at Wollongong. It's just the brand has brought in good people but everyone, everyone but just works But that's the way it team. should be. You should never feel like I think that's exactly the way that Dan created HQ. It started like that so that if feeding down the line, especially for the num- like the first site, is a great way to be heading. Mm. I think the culture is especially does kind of implement that natural leadership. Yeah, Whether it's, it you does. know, you could be, come, you know, just finish your Cert 3 and you're, and you're starting in the industry. I do believe if you are in that position and you start within one of our sites, then the brand and the culture should implement that natural leadership mm. from the bottom all the way to the top. And I think that's something that, you know, we're all striving to do is to make sure that everyone's seen and everyone's got a place and yeah. everyone's got a future. Yeah, it does allow you to be very individual leader yeah. Yeah. In within a way. group. Yeah. It's kind of bizarre. I think the funniest part is, when Cassie come to me, yeah. she's like, Dan, I'm, I mean, I want one. I was like, yeah, 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 whatever, mate. I know, I didn't believe it me. I reckon about three six months. months to make no, I reckon go, Dan, six. I'm serious. Stop, I'm like, this oh, chick's months. actually serious. Oh, I didn't believe her at all. So, so it was probably three months until he believed me and then I started, I was like, all right, Tim, we're looking at something. when Vicky comes down, I was like, oh, no, nah, they're maybe. <laughs> so yeah. I actually remember the first day your mum came in. So Vicky's your mum. 9.30 class. Yeah. And it was a 9.30 class. Everyone was the sus on that. <laughs> and they, had, they went upstairs into the office oh, and I had messages, phone calls, what are you doing? Here, why is your mum here? Why is Cass's car here? Why is Cass's car here? Why is, like, you know, because you were still working at your old mm. place before. So we're like, why? What? This is weird. Why is she coming on board? Like, I know you guys got history, but, like, what are you doing now? Like, are you coming to Caringwell? And, like, at that time there was no conversation about franchising. Mm, mm. So there was like a, just a very small amount of people that knew that dance had maybe a potential of doing that. But Probably wasn't ready. But and wasn't I like going to go through with anything. And the next minute they're in like hours and hours of meetings upstairs and we're like, what's going on? And Dan goes, yeah, so we're going to go see a site in Wollongong. And then it just kind of rolled off the that. Yog- the yoga place, remember that? <laughs> yeah, the yoga place. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell me, tell me. The so- journey, I think the journey from basically like committing to each other and then you guys committing to the space and the territory of Wollongong and things. But the journey between even just that period and opening, it's just a funny story. There was this Tell yoga me. studio. Yeah. I reckon that was probably the fourth site we looked at yeah. as well. Like the journey of opening a, a site is just. We found this yoga studio. It was on like the southern side of, of where you are now. Yeah, yeah. It was a great space, but it was like a. It was a Bikram yoga studio. It was a Bikram studio. yoga studio. And it had like, you know, it was full fitted out for Bikram and there was heaters and air cons Two and this story. whole thing. Two story. By the end of the first inspection, Cass and Tim were living upstairs. Oh yeah, um, Tim was up climbing all over the roof. <laughs> it was like oh, yeah, we're, we're you were doing get... 
It was free, endless. Yeah, we were going to get free rental. That was just not realistic. If Tim did the bathroom, yeah. like fix the bathrooms <laughs> oh, up or <mate>. something. <laughs> and we're so, like sold. Oh, I was like, my dad's a plumber. <laughs> Tim can fix the walls. That done. was a joke. <laughs> Tim's going, yeah, we're, like, we're ringing aircon blokes trying to remove, you know. Yeah. This aircon could have, like, there was enough aircon out there to, to cool down the aircon. They really wanted to get rid of that joint, obviously. <laughs> well, no, they actually, they actually blocked us in the air, oh, didn't no. they? Yeah, yeah. They didn't, they, we went back with, because I, you negotiate and they did not and they stepped up from what we yeah, they, even they first kind of had. got you engaged and then popped but another I drove past 20% it, it's on still like well, that's nothing. why oh you always like you always want to go past and see I when you like put an offer in like are you guys just being greedy or like yeah you should We're have so taken lucky it. the way it worked out anyway i don't know how we got well you were think if you put yourself in the position then you know you're able to take advantage of what comes and you did that so it's not so much luck it's more that you got yourselves in the position to take advantage of the opportunity and it came and you took it and it was almost like you always said to me Cass you want to talk but not talk too much yeah. and I was always like what the hell does that mean but this whole situation that whole year it was like I felt like I was a different person. I was always talking to people. I was really like qu- not questioning but like aware of what people were saying and I was like, okay, how does that work for me? Like how how, how do can- I fit into this? Yeah, and coincidentally the job that I had down the coast, I was very open about what I wanted and where I was going just so no one got hurt. I didn't want to – it wasn't a bad thing that I was trying to do and I didn't want to hurt anyone and I – wanted to help them and I wanted to do what I wanted to do and it just and it worked out from being so open and talking a lot but not obviously too Too much much. (laughs) yeah Mm. so that would have been your first time negotiating and also the first time reading contracts for you guys I would call Dan and I was like are we like kind of like fighting or like (laughs) are we meant to be awkward right now but then I'd be like Dan I'm so stressed my brain is numb like I'm actually frozen I can't even read this stuff like because you're still working and then you're still like kind of on the side and I I didn't get it I was so like how what do I do and I was and I was talking to people and everyone then had too much to say and I was like okay well I might take everyone's opinion and then just make my own there's a level of respect there you know and yeah, it's about always. negotiation and it's all just about getting the right outcome for both really yeah and and we're governed by a lot of you know codes and things like that so like it's always going to work out and it has it's funny though it was like at the time you're right into it and you're looking at everything but like if i sat here and said what were some of the things we're talking about guess we go oh, not know. too sure yeah. you know so <laughs> It all, it all comes out. Yeah. About By the time it goes <laughs> through the wash, it all kind of just plays its way out. Yeah, yeah. So it's easy done. Tim, tell us a little about yourself. What? <laughs> who is this man in the corner that we've yeah, not touched yeah. on yet? How does Timmy feel? In How this? does are you? Yeah. What do you do? You, what you brick? What do you build up? I'm a plasterer. A plasterer. A jib rocker. Yep. So yeah, I love that. I've been doing it about 15 years. I've got my own company, and yeah, I just met Cass and used to go to F45. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, and I loved it then. I'd just train in the Arva. It was like my stress relief from work. So I'm flat out at work six days a week, pretty much. And you wake up early. Yeah, wake late. up early and go to bed late, and just training's like my stress relief. So yeah, then I met Cass, met Dan, Tian, started training at the yard, just fell in love with it. I saw a new he was chip rocking the yard Wollongong. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. it was. <laughs> Were you? Straight after work, finishing up for Christmas, Cassie, we signed the lease and men are old man, we're straight into that. 
so Cassie's dad and you worked on Wollongong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. They yeah. literally did everything. Does that make you feel... Is that like and definitely and there? definitely set the standard yeah. in terms of site presentation mm. and the way the brand fits there. We fit out now. It's like it's elite. I everyone take people to, to Wollongong, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah. my god!" And, and, and you like, turned it around like that. Yeah, and I stopped taking people there because they want that. <laughs> they want yeah. everyone wants that. The well, high yeah, roofs. It's incredible. Space. We didn't have the a choice. Concrete. We had three months to turn it over, and I think. And Cassie yeah. was a psycho. Yeah, oh, Cassie was a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> How was the relationship then? <laughs> oh, I bring a few of my mates there to help with the build and I'm oh, just yeah. like, never again, Cass. Poor electrician. You organise your own trades. <laughs> I know. <laughs> did, you, did you burn them? You wouldn't burn them. Uh, oh, there was some touch and go moments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was pretty emotional sometimes. <laughs> Her and my best mate, Jordan. Jordan, the electrician, got stuck yeah. in. Thanks, Hotline. Jordan. A special <laughs> make, thank you. We're apologising <laughs> now. <laughs> nah, it's all good. I hounded Tim for so long and we actually had COVID. So I guess it was a good thing for us that we could, Tim, not work because I had to drag him away from work and got him in there, got the wall built and everything. And then I just said to Dad, Dad, you need to do everything. I need it done now. And he, he was like... <laughs> Okay. He was so good. And he, he loves it's that like stuff. The, I want it Where now, Daddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but really he would do it and I'd walk you. He'd be like, what am I getting for lunch, Cass? You have to go get it. Yeah. Like, okay. But I'll it was such a fun ride because we'd come down wow. and just check it all out and like your dad was just like a – he was like a, a showstopper. He was just yeah. hilarious. Yeah. He loves it. Through. He's so proud. He's so proud. Yeah, and now he comes to all the other sites and looks at the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I did a better job than that He's one. the yeah. first one. He's the first one to he say He can do everything, he big G. And that's what I would say to Tim. I'm like, Dad can do everything. And he's like, you can't do everything. I can do everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was saying before. Like, is it so cool to have you, like, your other half and your dad on board with – the next adventure you do, especially because it's on your own in a way. Like Tim's always there to support, but you do, you grind every day. Yeah. So that nah, would have been a was, cool experience. It was so nice. It's, But it wasn't even surprising. It's He's always done that and he always would. It wouldn't even, it would shock me if he said no. <laughs> and like I, he just he would wouldn't. and I knew it would be done. And I remember Ali just said to us, oh, can we all come up and help put the equipment together for Heathcote? And I said to Tim, I go, well, we should just send Dad. Dad set up all like I walked in one day and every single piece of equipment was set up. Mm. Every single piece. What? He did every bench, every bike. He did the whole rig, drilled it into the ground, cut the squares, everything. Yeah. I was like, good job, Dad. <laughs> well done. Yeah. That's awesome. Great fit out. Mm. Tim, did you ever think that Cass would come to you and be like, I'm going to start my own business? Oh, so I actually remember the day. We were laying on the beach and um, she's like, oh, Dan wants me to open this yard gym. Oh, she blamed it on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, I played along with it for a bit, just thinking there's no way this is ever going to happen. I should have known better. Like come the next day, she's already organising. You should have Looking that. at bloody sites after work, driving down you- at 6 o'clock at night. In the you are in the business industry. You own your own, so you yeah. know how hard it is. Yeah. So surely you gave her a pep talk and you're like. I was just, I just did not believe her, so I was just playing along with it and then, yeah, she's full steam ahead. Eh? Now that you guys run your own businesses, are you, like rumour has it that, Tim, you were considering going full-time for Cass? <laughs> what is the go there? <laughs> nah, I would love to, but I'll do. When he heard like, that before, he goes, oh, my God, I hope my boys don't hear that. <laughs> Nah, but I'll be doing what I do <laughs> no. for a long time. But I do love the gym. So Yeah. 
I'll, you be, a part, I'll be a part of both. Forever. Yeah, I think it ties in yeah. well. Yeah. You, you know, you can have – it's interesting because, you know, you've got such a full-on business with so many boys running around yeah. every week, but it just it still allows you to be present and have such a strong presence. Yeah, mate, know. I've got so many good guys that work for me now. Some leading hands, they just take the weight off my shoulders so much. Yeah. So I'll get – I can get to the yard now and get that first class in. Mm. And then you come every afternoon and you're like a little Vinnie Bova. Yeah, <laughs> walk around chatting everyone. Yeah. So, I've got my own boys club, the, what do we have, the 5, 10 and the 4, 30. Five, so 10, whichever 10, one 10. I make, I've got a good, good little bunch of boys in it both. That's what it's about though, isn't it really? It's about building that community, Yeah, you know, and you can see it though. Like when I was down there the other week and as soon as you walked in, all those boys were kind of like, oh, you know, Timsy, you know, switch on, you know, you can yeah. see them kind of spurk up, you know, like. It's time to train, you know, and lead the way. So I think you've played a big role in creating that community. Yeah. You know, and I think, well, you both have, but I can see Tim's kind of, you've driven that boys club, yeah. which is amazing. Because yeah. you do run club? I do. As, yeah. We've had a few rain outs, but oh. yeah, it's good. We love it. Get a coffee and have a swim after it. So summer, hopefully we can ramp that up. Yeah, summer will be great. I remember saying to Dan, I was probably maybe two months in, three months in, and I'm like, where are the boys? I need males in my gym. When he left our old studio, the boys went with him and it just didn't, you just, you need that dominance. And as much as I could be a strong trainer or a strong leader, it's not the same. It needs to be a male aspect. And 100%, like, I hound him every day. You've got to get there. Like, I need you there. And he is, and he's so good, and he gets there. And he, some people, if he sees that I'm not there, they're signing waivers with Tim. No. If we come back to owning your own business, it's really important that people also get the idea that you can run your own joint outside of the yard and incorporate it into full-time of the yard as well. Like you're both running your own business and you both have a business in the yard gym. So it is doable because that's a big question Dan gets all the time is like, can I still do my full-time job or can I work casually somewhere else Mm. until... Especially in partnerships. Yes, and because that is really scary for anyone jumping on board. How have you managed that? Like what did you guys do? Um, The support network with HQ and me and probably I'm very blessed of the relationship I've got with almost every single person Mm. at HQ. You're never alone. It's not even a stress that I think about to ever think that I am doing this by myself or if I get stuck, I called Dan maybe 600 times a day. (laughs) (laughs) 500 now. He blocks me the last 100. He will always pick up to (laughs) Jazz. Yeah, him and Tim always pick up to me. They must think this is a problem. No, it's not going to stop. She's a psycho. She She won't won't stop. Yeah, she won't stop. Just answer it now. (laughs) Answer it, get it over with. But um, I called him and I was like, I'm losing my mind. I need I need structure. I'm, I'm I'm lost. I'm stuck. The next day he was down there and I was like, oh, thank God. I just needed because I can talk to Tim about a lot, but he has so much on his plate that when we go home at night, we just both kind of switch off and we we try to. Is there a robot or something I can get at your house to like put you guys both to bed and Leo at eight thirty? Leo's up late. Leo. He's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> he's not the problem. He's, he's just the one. I know, I know what, he I gets so excited. Ready for that? Yeah, shit. So yeah, on more news. Are you ready to spill the beans on what's coming next for you guys? Yeah. <laughs> 
So we opened, how funny, in March and now we're going to have a baby in March. Next mm. Wow. Yeah. Year on year. Year on year. Celebrate one year of the garden. We're moving quick. A new bubba. So was that planned? It wasn't Definitely planned. Definitely not planned. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been in my plan. Oh, no, Timmy. hang around. Like, oh, no. <laughs> so when are you cycling? When's the cycle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's been Tim's plan for a while. I am just, I just focus on one thing at a time and I need to make sure it's in such a good position before I can bring on anything else. And I do, as as soon as we found out, I was like, okay, we are, we're all right. We're in a, we're in a good place. The gym's in a good place. We've got such good people around us already. Our gym is booming. Like sometimes I call Dan and I'm like, why am I not at this level? But to be a gym that's open only six months and to already be at the level that we're at, I need to just relax and say it's okay. Mm. You say this to us all the time. Mm. That Cassie's a psycho. No, <laughs> never. He's never said that. He, he always says that you are just a hard worker. You're so driven and you're just a baller. Like you're a baller. So She makes shit happen. Yeah, and I think that level of expectation that you have on yourself reflects on the gym and it's constantly like next best thing and like the next bigger and best opportunity that you can get, which goes always back to Dan and he's like, she's killing it. I don't know why she keeps calling me. She's <laughs> absolutely killing it. It's funny though, the other day we were down there and we drove away I was kind of thinking of every time I drive away from Wollongong I always think like, She's fine now. She's fine. Yeah. But, but I actually go back a bit further and I think like it's just it's still sometimes it blows me away where we're at today. And with Wollongong, you know, I think mm. of Cass like seven years ago coming just, you know, she was coming in on Saturdays a little bit hungover, you know, yeah. party girl. I never, in, you know, in our wildest dreams would have thought that Cass would be opening our first franchise. Mm. It's just crazy. Know. You know, if you think back five, six, seven years ago, if someone told us what we're doing today, we all would have went, yeah, 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 no I worries. Know. Yeah. I would have said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine as the, like, the casual at 45 to the manager to now the first franchisee. That's huge. And now having a bub on the way. I know. I want to go into a little bit of a story, probably the funniest memory that you guys have of each other because we're about to go into the end of the year where we have parties lined up for the yard. So we've got the franchisee party and then we've got the Christmas party. But you guys have had a history for seven years. So tell me anything that you guys vividly rem like remember of each other. So I was a bit of a party girl, so I probably don't remember what Daniel was doing a lot of the time. I actually think you were always very tame at the parties. I was. You were. I, I said tried to, to keep, a, keep the lid on it. I know, and I said that to Tim, I go, do we have to be like that? <laughs> do we have to like be sober in the corner? <laughs> I don't think Dan, even so, though I'm sober now. I don't think he's sober. I just don't think he talks when he's drunk. Yeah. Like I think he just goes. Yeah, mute. he just shuts off. Yeah. You definitely, you yeah. definitely have a drink or two. How wild those parties! Yeah, they were big. Because I have, like, I've seen photos of you guys at mm. every like little event that you've ever had, like Christmas photos and like yeah. big group photos. I don't so, think it's more us. I think it's more the other things that happen 
at the yeah. at the gym. Yeah. We were at Ingerin Bowling Club, and you were on crutches. Why were you on crutches? Oh, I dislocated my knee. I remember you. The, the stool you were on ended up in the center, <laughs> so I couldn't move. It was like I was on crutches. <laughs> I think you were so much. I was sitting on the yeah, right. I was sitting on that stool, and for, I don't know how I got moved, but someone <laughs> or a group of boys moved me. Into the center of the circle, and everyone was just dancing, and just Callum Walker, just Callum Walker, like, full blown, like strip show. Yeah, <laughs> Callum's just a very hyperactive dancer, <laughs> and full on. just loves to perform. So he was just giving us a bit of a show. Oh. He wasn't stripping or anything. He was just very full on, and everyone was kind of like, I think we <laughs> all ended up kind of getting involved, not on you or anything, but it was just <laughs> random that you were in the middle of the circle yeah. sitting on this stool well, on crutches and not able to do anything. He had no choice, right? Yeah. I couldn't move. And then that's, they then had to carry me back out of the circle. That was, that, <laughs> that's what I remember about that one. Yeah, no, that was What's your funniest memory? memory? There was one time, it was a Friday afternoon and you were going to drinks. It's actually recorded, oh, which I we might post it as, as, as part of the real the part of the hype the promo on this. Now, yeah, maybe not. There was a song that was he used to sing. It was something yeah. about Fridays or something. Yeah. What was the song? Remember? Oh. <laughs> and the car, she jumps out of the car. Oh, and no, no, oh, yeah, no. And then you fall backwards. You've got to tell us full story. So, yeah. I don't even know. Were you even with us then? Not yet, no. Um, I was so, there that day. And then you're walking backwards? No, dancing, like moonwalking. Yeah. So, this is when you had sent me and Steph to go to a. Um, a uh, thing, an F45 thing that you go to the other studios, what are they called? Uh, so, so I sent Steph, who was one of our other trainers, we had, I sent Steph and Cass to an education day. Yeah. Yeah. And we got there and we were like. This is shit. So I left and went to the pub. <laughs> so we left, went to the pub <laughs> and then we got out of the car. I have drinks in my hand and I, Steph was like, you've got to do this video, you've got to do this TikTok. And I started doing it. I was pretty good. I was did most of it. Mm. And then I just stacked it hard and my drinks go all over <laughs> me, like everywhere. <laughs> yeah, we it was posted for your birthday. Yeah. I was pissing myself. Yeah. And I don't someone's got the recording Cat. of Kaz. it. Kaz. And I think like every once every Friday oh, of every month she'll always. she'll play it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's something that um no one can ever forget, I think. Yeah. And that's- I remember calling you and I'm like, Dan, I'm sorry. Don't tell anyone else <laughs> that I'm leaving. We're leaving. This is, this is we're done. <laughs> we're wow. done. Yeah, yeah, we're finished. Yeah. I think some of the funniest moments, like there isn't anything specific, but like I do remember those, like the breaks or the breakfasts every morning in Ingedine. They would like would sit there for about an hour. Yeah. And they were funny. We'd just talk about. We'd just be in stitches the whole yeah. time. What's know? the goss? Yeah. What's happening? Yeah, yeah. Or just some funny things that happened during the day or through the morning, but. Mm. They were probably some of the best times, really. You know, yeah. think about it. Yeah, you know, just sitting in the sitting yeah. in the cafe. Mm. That's still the best times now, I think. So, what's the uh, the twelve months projection, or what are we looking for, and what should we expect out of the Arjun Wollongong over the next twelve months? Well, I think coming into summer right now, we just want to hammer it as much as we can. We've got new people turning up every morning, so yeah, I think we just keep pushing that. Yeah, we've got heaps of marketing that I'm looking at doing with the team to really ramp up this summer because we've just had so much interest already and I I hear a lot of people talk and say they know about me. They say to me they're not ready. They've got to go to other gyms before they can come to me. Yeah, so that whole concept 
Dan, talk us Get fit before they come to the yard. Yeah. Oh, mate, Always. I've got so many friends like that. Dan's not fit. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what everyone's thinking that they have to get fit before the yard because I'm telling you what, like 99% of people that come through the door, and I think this is like in relation to, to Wollongong, feel like they're never ready. No one is ever ready. And then once they get moving and they see the way that we train and we and how our coaches are so embedded into everything they do and their technique and just structuring your sessions, rig, turf, turf, rig or whatever you do, everyone's like, wow, yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't think I was ready for that. And they figure out they're no different to anyone else. It's a- and I literally just got a message yesterday which made me think of that. So he's just come from another gym who's which is very well known down in Wollongong and he's come to us. And he's like, don't ever stop my membership. You guys are awesome. The trainers, the people, the way you program your classes. He goes, it's next level. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. What's one of the, I mean, I mean, you might have a few, but I think um, you can name them all. But what's one of the most rewarding things that you think you've got out of the past, you know, six to eight months? It could, you know, in terms of just a message like that, or there was what was there a moment where you're like, wow, like this is more than business. I think for me, one of the biggest things is every time I come to Wollongong, I look at your clientele and I think, wow, like I was just about to say that. Yeah, like I'm actually like I can see my product going through to Cass and then Cass just, you know, just taking to another level. But we're reaching a group of people that I would would never ever get to. And that's always a bit of a light bulb moment for me. Every time I go to any studio, it's like, wow, look at all these people wearing my, you know, the gym's merch and, you know, and that type of thing. I stand back like people think I'm a weirdo. I stand back and look at the classes when they're pumping and everyone is just working so hard and they're they're so happy and it's so nice. Like I just stand there just smiling in the corner and like, this is mine. Is this weird? I look so weird just standing and smiling at the people. And it's just amazing. It's the best feeling and no one rushes off. Everyone hangs around every single person, every class. It's not just one class. People want to have a chat. They want that relationship. They want that connection. They beg me for more parties. They beg me for more things. Like That's so good. They just, they want more and they appreciate like I've never seen it before. Mm. In, in any other gym or anything that I've worked at, the appreciation that comes back from what we give, like we go next level and my team is phenomenal. My team go next level. And it doesn't go unnoticed by our members at all. And it's that's what's the best. It mm. makes it easy and worth it. Yeah, and I guess that comes back to how Tim was saying that that's like training was his release and it's pretty much everyone's release. Like a, yeah. a session is when you just want to switch up from your day and just get to the gym, see nice people, have a fresh towel, have your lemon water, mints or whatever, <laughs> whatever you, whatever Wollongong's got down there. But that welcoming face, the trainers that care, it changes someone's like afternoon or morning completely. Changing lives. Cass and Tim. <laughs> we got two premierships this year, didn't we? What? We got the Illawarra first grade team. Oh, yeah. So with all the rain we've had this year, a lot of the ovals were closed. Yeah. And so we got two teams in that were training pretty regularly. Yeah. And we got the first grade premiership and the third grade. Yeah, wow. Right. So shout out to Collies and um, the North Devils. <laughs> <laughs> Tim's proud. Tim's really yeah, proud over no. here. <laughs> she leader. I'm still new to the South Coast. I didn't even know that. 
Yeah, I don't, it, it, again, it just falls back to the community. Yeah. It's a credit. It's a credit to what you're building. So well in. Well, I think we might wrap up today. Thank you so much, Cassie. Thank you so much, Tim, for coming on the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and getting to know your backstory. Dan um, is constantly saying how proud he is of Wollongong, so definitely something that set the standard for the rest of the people. So congratulations, and we're really looking forward to the next 12 months, especially having a family on the way. That's going to be really, really exciting. Yeah, well, we're very grateful. Like I always try and say to Tim, how do we give back what we've been given to you and Tian? You guys go next level for us, but not even just you guys. It's your whole team and I'm probably going to get a Yeah, I was just going to say, Cassie's going to cry. But Dan might suck. Just blame the baby. Yeah, it's baby, not me. But honestly, like, um, yeah. That's all. I can't. Or I'll get upset. <laughs> Don't. I'll start crying. <laughs> oh, I God. think. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. They love Wrap you. They love you guys. Yeah. And um, you're absolutely killing. It. I can't express it enough. Especially, you really did set the standard for everyone else. So keep killing it, and we will see you guys hopefully soon. <laughs> <laughs>